Today's stop is the Flamet Tesson Babakama. As we learn for Achenu Kol Beis Yisrael and Sun Matzar B'Shivya from the Mishnah, Shosh Bekech Shenagach Shosh Lacherish, a shore of a normal person who gored a shore of a cherish or a shot of a cotton, a person who is uh, doesn't have all the faculties or a cotton, whatever. They're chayev. That's that's no chiddush in that. Obviously, uh, the sh- the fact that the uh, that the nizik that the, the one who's damaged. Is a cherishet of a cotton does not diminish his rights to uh, to recover his loss. Let's say the shore of a person who is uh, who limited faculties uh, damaged the shore of a pikeach, a norm of a normal person. He's potter to pay. He's potter to pikeach. So it's like the idea that you can't collect from a yasum or from a poor person who does not is not uh, responsible. You can't collect from them nechasim that are not mishubad, meaning non-real estate. And the same thing over here, you can't collect from them. So therefore, uh, if they've damaged you, you don't. they don't have to pay, period. Now, do you set up a guardian? No, we're talking about, no, if your cotton has a father, then it belongs to the father. We're talking about when the cotton doesn't have a, there's nobody, it's already there. It's like a yasso, like a, an orphan. We're talking about when there's nobody responsible there. Now, then the Mishnah goes on to say, if the shore of this non-responsible person gored, Besson sets up a guardian for them. And once they have the guardian, so uh, the guardian is like the owner, acts on behalf of the owner. And if the if the uh, shore is constantly doing damage, so you uh, you give testify uh, in court as if you would testify against the owner, if the owner was an adult responsible person. And they give Adas in front of, they give, you know, they testify in front of the Apotropos that this animal has gored. And if he's, if he did that three times, if you testify three times, it becomes a Mu'ed. Okay, so Gemara is going to ask, he seems to be contradictory. Do you set up a guardian or not? In the first part of the mission, you say that you're putter. If a non-responsible person's animal gored, you're off the hook. Then you say that uh, you set up a guardian. Well, if you set up a guardian, the guardian should pay. What's the problem? The guardian is, is acting on, on the interests of the child. Tomorrow we'll discuss this. Now, let's say after this non-responsible person became responsible in this let's say the cherish, which is a person who's deaf and dumb, meaning he doesn't have faculties. Not like today where you know the person has a proper IQ, etc. But let's say he became normal again, or Nishtata Shota, or the imbecile became normal again, or Vidal Cotton, the cotton became bar mitzvah. Chazer Tamuso Dibra Mayor Mayor says now he goes back to the original state, meaning even if the even if the animal was considered a mu'e because he had been gored many times and they testified in front of the apotropis and now he pays as a sholim, but now when the uh, the original owner who until now didn't have faculties was not responsible now he's responsible he's like a new owner now so he could always argue well listen now it's a time again I, you know I, I didn't know what he did before if you would have told me I would have I would have kept my animal. Uh, from doing damage. So therefore, he's a Tom again, according to Mayor. He stays in the same status he was before. Once he's a Mu'ed, he's a Mu'ed, even if he afterwards. So we'll see a difference in the Gemara. Well, the, the, not exactly the Gemara, but uh, well, the unfortunate talk about that, uh, is, is there a difference between uh, if he is sold or if just the original owner, the Yasom, the Cherish, or the Cherish of Cotton, becomes normal again? Uh, only in that case, does he maintain the status because the apotropos uh, acted on his behalf? But if it was sold to a new owner, a new owner would would regain uh, the status of a tom. 
short stadium. Let's say you have a shore that's used in bullfights. I don't know what, what kind of what do they call that kind of a bull? Uh, you know, a circus bull or a stadium bull. Marsus misa. You don't kill him if he killed. That's only if he gored on his own. But here he is taught to gore, right? That's what they do in the stadiums. You know, not like the bullfighter today where the uh, what do they call the guy with the red uh, manador? The manador, you know, is really doesn't want to get hurt. But in those days, they would uh, they would send the uh, prisoners or whatever in there in order to get killed. So when that when that animal kill when the bull kills the person, he's not responsible to kill because you taught him to do it. So the Gemara asked the kash that we mentioned You say if a cheresheta v'kach is sure damaged another one, he's part. He's off the hook. You don't set up an apitrupis. In other words, when you say you have a cheresheta v'kach, so you set up an apitrupis. Do you set up an apitrupis to collect from a tam? Tam you collect from the guf, right? The chatzin nesi guf. Do you set up a tam? Mashma, you don't because it says he's potter. Alma ema mid apitrupis l'tam. For a tam to collect from the animal's own body, from the body of the animal. That's what we see in our mission. We're going to see it in Machlokas. But our mission holds, Now, even if you have an apotropus, let's say you have an apotropus, he said there's a cherishet of a garden, who's going to take care of his assets? So you have an apotropus, you have a guardian. If the animal damages the first time or the second time, the third time, would you be able to collect the chatzi nesik? No. Rashi explains, Rashi, as far as because because that uh, we don't collect besin does not seize the property of a cotton unless it's karka, as we'll see. So that's what you say in the Rasha. Says the safe goes the same mission. So our mission says if a Khajat Bakatan short set up Apitrupus, so you see, you do set up an apotropus, Latam, even for the Tom. Maybe you set up originally, before the animal had gored three times, Ligbas Amarava, no. That's what the mission means. I think I alluded to this already. The first, if it's still a Tom and the animal belongs to the Yisomim, and even if there's an apotropus, you don't set up an apotropus to collect. From the goof to, 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 so that the mat, so that the nizik should be able to collect from the goof of the animal when the animal's a tam. But but once the animal has become uh it, it, it has become you know normally it, it, it's a it's a now that it's a presumption that it's going to uh it's going to gore, it does that regularly, then you do set up a petrupus. Now there's not a question you could set up a petrupus before too, but once you know he's a regular gore. Then you set up the apotropus of Me'id and Lahem, and they testify in front of the apotropus, but the apotropus, you turn it into a mu'id. In other words, you don't, as long as the animal's a tom, you cannot collect, even if there's an apotropus. You don't set up an apotropus to collect from the tom, they collect out of the, out of the, uh, out of the goof of the animal, because the animal is metal, like Rashi says, and you don't collect from the goof of, of the, of the tom. However, if the animal continues to gore, then you do testify in front of the apotropus. I'm not trying to say that only says in so you set up the apotropus to collect from there. Whenever you set up the apotropus, you might have had the apotropus eaten before. But now, once he continues to gore, you do, te- and, he, and he's uh, done it three times, you do testify for the apotropus and you make him into a mu'e, because once he's a mu'e, then, then, he, then he gores again after he's been established and been pronounced to be a mu'e, you collect from the assets, all the assets. Yeah. Hmm? Ah, so right. So then, then you do collect from the assets. What about the fact that it's metalflin? Right, but the all the assets could mean the karka, could mean karka, not just aliyah means all his assets could mean just the karka. 
but when it's only collecting from the goof of the animal, that's definitely metallic, you don't collect. Now, the Kumar says, what, the, the, but this gets in, we're, we're still going to see, there are, there's a machlokas about that. The, there is a shita, we'll see out of the base, says there's a machlokas among the, among the uh, Tanoam Amaron. Uh, some say you do collect from the body of the um, of the of the of the uh, shore, even when he's a tom, you do collect. And normally, if I if, if my tom damages you, I do have to pay out of the body. By you some some say you don't, some say you do. What's the difference in this case? We'll see a difference. Why it's different? Even though normally you don't collect from the assets uh, from the uh, from the uh, movable assets of the yasom, you don't collect that. Besson doesn't do that. Wait till he's a bar mitzvah and he can argue his case. But there are exceptions, and we'll see. This is also an exception. Now it says there once he's a mule, you collect from the assets. Me'aliyah, me'aliyah man who? Do you collect from Rabbi Elchanan? That's not Rabbi Elchanan. Rabbi Elchanan collect from the assets of the Yisomim. We'll see why. Right? Even though we just said you don't collect from the assets of Yisomim, let's karka. But he says he collect from all the assets of Yisomim. Because we can use the me'aliyah and petrupas, not from the petrupas. Says more me Rabbi Elchanan. Rabbi Elchanan really say you collect from the assets of the Yisomim. Bamer Rabbi Yudah, like we just said, Rabasi ain't this kalkin lenichsi Yisomim elam can rivas achelus man. You don't seize. The movable assets of a yasom, unless they're being consumed by interest. In other words, let's say the father had a outstanding loan from a guy, and he's paying the guy interest, and the interest is building up. And if you don't repay the loan, you know you're going the interest is going to keep building up. So only in that case do you. Otherwise, you don't seize. Rabbi Yochanan, Omer, Rabbi Yochanan explains: Oh, the either a shtar that has rivets in him. Let's say uh, the man has died, left an almana. And she's entitled to eat from the assets uh, of the Asomim until they pay off her ksuba. So here also, maybe you're better off paying off the ksuba than even from the assets of the Asomim in order not to build up. That otherwise, the the, uh, the Alman is going to be able to keep, uh, is going to keep collecting. So what do you see? Rabbi Yochanan you don't collect from the assets of the Asomim. So how can you say over here that Rabbi Yochanan says you collect from the, from the assets of the Asomim? So the Gemara first wants to say, Eipach, let's turn it around. Yochanan says you collect from the assets of the Apitrupus, even though he can recover them later, but you can you collect from the assets of Apitrupus. Yosemini says now by Elias Aysom. Yosemini is the one who says he collects from the assets of Aysom. But saying that you collect from the assets of Aysom is still a problem, right? Amarava, Mishim, the Kashal, Rabbi Yochanan, Rabbi just because you have a steel Rabbi Yochanan, Rabbi says you could collect from the assets of Aysom in this case. And normally he says you don't, unless there's ribbis or you got to pay off for Isha. So Meshavos Rabbi Yosef you're going to tell Rabbi Yochanan, you're going to say Rabbi Yosef Chanina is the one mistaken and says you can collect masks of Yisum even though that goes against halacha. Rabbi Yosef Chanina Daina, he's a judge, and below uh, commenters he wouldn't say that you can collect, you can seize the assets of Yisumim, uh, the the immovable assets. He wouldn't say that. because he's a judge, he delves into the deep understanding of the din. He would make such a mistake. Don't turn it around. Umazik shiny. Yes, normally Rabbi Yochanan holds like Rabbi Yochanan. They all hold you can't seize the assets, the movable assets of the Yisomim. You don't do that. However, it's different over here in this case of Mazik. Why? Well, Mazik shiny. Rabbi Mazik shiny. When he did damage, it's different. When you're talking about the, the Yisomim's uh, shore did damage, it's different. Rabbi Yochanan, Rabbi Yisomim. Why can you collect the Yisomim? The Yisomim, if you say collect from the Yisomim, if the Apotropos has to cough up his own money to pay for these assets, then they won't become Apotroposim. Who wants to be an apotropus? Who wants responsibility? What do you gain for? Nothing. All you have is losses. Oh, well, I'm going to be the apotropus now. I have to pay for his for his uh, for his uh, animals damaging. I why, why 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 who would want to take on the job? So therefore, it's different in this case. Yes, normally an apotropus is there to protect the interests of the 
yasim of what's called the yasim or somebody who's not responsible. But over here, if you tell me that if I'm the apotropist, I'm going to have to pay for the damages of the animal that he did rather than be an apotropist. So therefore, the rabbi said, okay, you know what? Once he's a mu'e and you have to pay, again, our mission holds that a tam doesn't have to pay. A chaz, uh, the, the tam of a chazah doesn't have to pay at all. He's off the hook. But once he's a mu'e, you have to pay. The apotropist will say, if I have to pay, I'm not becoming the apotropist. So therefore, we collect the assets of the assumption. For 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 uh, right, so so the so the, the logic is that since we see that the Torah had Rahmanus on a tam or the owner of a tam, that he really doesn't have to pay at all because it's because he's considered shamur, he's considered your animal to know. Like they all tell you, I didn't know my dog's gonna bite you, they know so oh, the chatzinezik is a knas just to be a little extra careful, but basically the Torah was gave Rahmanus and says. You can only, you really don't have to pay. And if you do pay, and, and what you, the only thing that we tell you, you have to pay is a knas, and you can get off the hook by being motivated knas and potter, and you can only pay out of the goof of the animal. They can't come after your assets. The Torah was very makel when it comes to a tom. So therefore, we say, the rabbi said also, if the tom belongs to a cherishot of a katan, don't collect from there because they're not responsible. So we see the, the, the cooler goes along. That's the spar there. The other spar is that, uh, no, that it doesn't make any difference, as we'll see. Rabbi Yosef says, despite the fact that we just gave that answer, Rabbi Yosef says, he says that when, when the animals are moved, you collect them the assets of the epitropus, and the chos were in the from, and he saw them looking godly, right? And when they get old, it's not a problem. And so the, all you're asking, you're not asking the epitropus to cover the damages of his, um, of his charge, right? The, the one that he's taking care of. You're not asking him to do that. You're asking him just to lay out the money now, and he'll collect it later on once the someone become gedolim, and they can pay out of uh, then they they can pay they can re re return the payment. So that's what the mission has said so far. Now, though, you said you said what's the logic behind it? It's really a machlokas, right? Like it's a good good kasha because there's the others who hold you do have to pay. Gufa, this question. Our mission just said that for a tam chayshet doesn't have to pay at all. Even if there's an apotropist, you just have to pay. Once you become a muwe that you've testified in front of the apotropist, then you have to pay, right? And you pay. So either the apotropist lays it out and gets repaid, or you take it out of the isoman because, uh, you know, because otherwise people won't want to be, take oh, on yes. the job of being an apotropist. But this question itself, does a tam pay at all? That's machlokas. Here's machlokas. Let's say the owner was deaf and dumb, meaning deaf and dumb in the sense that he didn't have faculties. We're talking about an irresponsible person who's not responsible. Or Shinishabab, or he became imbecile. Or he doesn't say over here uh, a, a child because you don't become a child. You know, um, a, um, the owner can, can become, can have a head injury and can become uh, senile, can get dementia or whatever. Uh, a child is a child. You know, you can't become a child again, but we'll see when he gets older, he's not a child anymore. Or the owner had to go overseas suddenly. There's nobody in charge of the animal. It's only uh, children or whatever. So he's a tom. He's a tom until until they uh, give testimony, until he becomes a mu'ed. He's a tom. In what sense is he a tom? We're not sure yet. You set up uh, an apotropist for them, and you give testimony in front of apotropist. You don't say he's a tom until you can give testimony in front of the original owner, it sounds like. Come say no, you set up an apotropist. Okay, and then reverse. What happens when he becomes normal again? They become normal again. Either they were 
they had a, uh, they were had diminished faculties and now they regained them, or the cotton became a guttle, or Baal Bamasium, or the owner came home. Then he says, he becomes a Tom again, and he becomes a Tom again because now it's like, you know, I didn't know what was going on while I was away or where I didn't have my faculties. He becomes a Tom again. That's like Rameir and Amishnah. Right? And remember, some because of the Talmud of Rameir, so it makes sense. Rabbi Yossi Omer, Rabbi Yossi says, no, if he once he's a Tom, once he's a Muid, he's a Muid. Now, now, so we had we had a seeming machlokas. We're not sure what the machlokas is between the Tanakam and the Chachamim Omrim. But the Tanakama, the Sumcha said, the Tanakama said, the animals are Tom until his testimony. Chum say, you set up an Apitropus. Then we say, it once it becomes normal again, does he become a Tom again or not? But once it becomes normal, go implies that he was, that he was a, does he go back and become a Tom again? Right? Once it becomes normal or, or the child becomes a, an adult or the owner returns, do you say he goes back and becomes a Tom again or not? That implies that he was a Mu'e, right? That he, that he was a Mu'ay. Now, Amri, here's his Amri. My Hareyot Musa. What do we mean when Sumcha said, Hareyot, he's a Tom? The Kamasums. What does that mean? Elam, Lord, may I cloud, saying the owner is irresponsible or is not here or is a cotton or whatever. He's a, he's a Tom until he can give testimony in front of the owner. Does that mean he never becomes a Mu'ay? Elam, Lord, may I cloud, Hamidikari Sefer, but the Sefer says, Chazla Tumuso. He had a machlokas between, right, between Sumcha's and um, and Rabbi Yossi, does he go back? Does he revert once the owner becomes back or becomes normal or the child grows up? Does he revert and become a Tom again or not? That means that he was a Mu'ay. So you can't say that Sumchus means Sumchus says, uh, originally says, oh, if the guy's not no, if guy's abnormal, he's not here, he's not, doesn't have his faculties, the animal's a Tom. Then if the owner comes back or becomes normal again, he goes back and becomes a Tom, says Sumchus. When he goes back, that means he was a Mu'ay. So you can't say that uh, when he says in the Reisha uh, that uh, he's a Tom, he stays a Tom, not forever. Even though he did become a Mu'ay. Means this, he's a Tom that we don't take any money out of him. We don't, we don't diminish his value. We don't diminish what he has. The animal is worth, like you know, we talked about, a $200 animal. So you normally pay for the Tom $100 out of the animal. You know, you don't take that away. That's what he means. Arabic Musa meaning you can't collect. You can't collect for the, 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 uh, uh, the we don't set up an apitrubus like Amisha says. You don't set up apitrubus to collect for, out of the goof of the animal if the owner, if the real owner was a cherishat of a cotton. That's what he means. Arabic Musa, the Loma Hasrinale, Alma Ena meet Apitrubus, Latam Ligos Migopo, like we saw in our Mishnah. You do set up a tripus and you could you you maiden lahem and maiden lahem you testify for them from the apotropus you testify in front of them the first three times that their testimony against them pays he pays the chatzinesik uh, out of the goof for the animal like you want to say there's no difference between a cherishat of a cotton and anybody else you have to pay you have to pay if, if the animal damage the apotropus will take care of pengen okay so that's the machlokas we see this is a machlokas do you pay out of our mission goes like sumchus that you don't pay. And uh, the other opinion, the Chum is no, that you do pay. The safe might play. He was a machlokus in the safe, uh, where he said return returns. When you change the ownership, in other words, while the animal the animal became a muayid, while who was in whose charge in the apitrupus's charge, while the apitrupus was in charge, he became a muayid. Now let's say the owner 
becomes normal again and you don't need the apitropis or, or the child became a guttle or the owner returned. Now this is like a new ownership. So these Sumka says, Rishos Mishana, Savar Rishos Mishana, just changing the ownership means it becomes a Tom again. Because the owner could always say, the new owner could always say, or the new person who returned now, or the person who was an imbecile and became normal again can say, now, I didn't know the animal was damaging until now. You got to let me know. In my, in my, while it was in my possession, the animal hasn't done it. It becomes a tom again. Like we saw in our mission, so we have a machlokus now. Do you collect from the, do you collect the, while the animal's a tom and he's owned by a cherishet of a cotton? And he does damage. Does he pay chatzinazik like a normal person, or doesn't he pay? Our mission said not. Sumcha said not. And the chum say yes. Now we're going to get a little bit more complicated. Hold on. Tanurabana. Halfway down the page, our mission. Shor cheruchet v'kat shenagach. If a cheruchetagun, Rav Yaakov mishalim. Rav Yaakov pays. What do you mean, Rav Yaakov pays? What do you mean? Chatzinazik. Rav Yaakov mishalim chatzinazik. That's a chesnun. Rav Yaakov might be. What do you mean? Rav Yaakov has to pay. What does it mean? Rav Yaakov, Mishalom Chatzinazik, Rav Yaakov Atane has to pay, Chatzinazik, what does he have to pay? Mike, what is he doing over here? Ela'ima, Rav Yaakov Omer, Mishalom Chatzinazik, he has to pay Chatzinazik. Okay, pays Chatzinazik. What what's the idea there? The simple explanation is, pays Chatzinazik, that you do collect for the uh, Tom, you could collect on, you, uh, you, the Apotropos would pay uh, out of the go for the animal, Mishalom Chatzinazik, my Eskina. And what are we speaking about? Iba Tom, Shita. If he's a tam sheeted, the kolaman I'm chatzinazik. Why would I think that he belongs to chevshet v'katan? That he should pay more, he should pay less. Why should he pay any different? Sheeted the kolaman, the kolaman I'm chatzinazik. Good mishan, like we said, like the sheet of the chachamim, not like the sheet of our mishnah. Everybody pays chatzinazik. Chatzinazik. Right. So what's he teaching me? Oh, maybe he's teaching me that halacha that he goes like the sheeta that uh, that. Um, uh, that maybe that's what he means. Okay, so but but it's hard pita. Everybody collects it. Why? What's he telling me? He pays chatzinezik. Tell me that he's a tom. He pays something. Do we know it's chatzinezik? What else would it be? Why would he be any different? Right. Um, if Rabbi Yaakov would just say stam Okay, let's say why does say chatzinezik? What else could it be? He said, Tom, what else could it be? Iba Tom cheated. Okay, fine. Not like Amish. Amish says you're potter. He says you're chayev. Of course. What do you chayev? I can pay more. Iba muet. If we're talking about a muet, now, now we get into the question by muet. It says the pasuk says by muet that below yishmerenu, but what? Below yishmerenu, he doesn't guard him. That means to say that if you guarded the muet, you're potter. You're potter. Okay, you're part of it. Does he have to have a, a good guard or, a, or, or even an average guard that you lock the door and withstand the normal wind? That's good enough. But by by Tom, it doesn't say uh, guard guarding that you know the guarding the guarding there uh, there you need a good guard or a guard won't even help. But by move we have a special law. You know more is more from you pay the full amount. Okay, so now if we're speaking about a muay, even Tom Shita, why does he tell me What else would you pay? Even muay, shmira. If you watch the mu'e, if, if we were talking about a shor mu'e, that's what Rabbi Yaakov was talking about, a shor cotton. If he's a mu'e, Rabbi Yaakov says he pay chatzin ezek. I understand. If he's a mu'e, and if you did a shmira there, even a, we'll see even a lousy shmira, klal klal lo boish, he doesn't pay anything. Because by mu'e it says, lo yishmerenu, he didn't watch him. But if you watched him, and it was something beyond your control, it's like an act of God, koechel yon, as we say in Hebrew, 
uh, if it was an act of God, you don't pay anything. And if you don't, if you didn't do any shmira, what's Rabbi Yaakov saying? Rabbi says, the cotton's animal, you pay chatzinezek. Okay, just say you're chayiv. Why chatzinezek? If you're talking about a tom, of course you pay chatzinezek. What else would you pay? And if you talk about a muayt, either you pay the full amount or you pay nothing, depending on the shmira. On Maravas, Rav explains now. Listen carefully. We are talking about muayt. In other words, this price that he said, Rabbi Yaakov says you pay, he's really speaking about a muayt. So if it's a muayt, what's the chatzinezek? He did an average shmir. He didn't do a good one. Rabbi Yaakov Savlik Rabbi holds like Rabbi Yehuda. Now we're introducing Rabbi Yehuda. When an animal becomes a muay, listen carefully. We're going to have here. We say, you know, short time pays chatzines, you got to go for the animal, right? When he's a muay, you pay the full amount. And we said till now, you pay the full amount out of all the assets of the owner. Rabbi Yehuda says, no, 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 listen. When he becomes a muay, yes, he pays the full amount. But the part that's tam is still there. What's the halach about a tam that he pays out of go for the animal? When he becomes a muay, half, of, let's say his, the animal, he did damage of, of $200, right? Right. So he has to pay the $200. But the first $100, the chatzinezek he has to pay is out of the go for the animal. Out of the go for the animal. The other half he pays out of all his assets. In other words, he says, Rav Yudah holds, that the side of the tam stays the same. Stays the same. And the side of the tam, the tam is not absolved by doing a shmira because it says, the mu'e, even though he pays the full amount, is absolved if he did a shmira. But the tam is not absolved if he pays a shmira. He pays half nezek out of the group of the animal, regardless of the shmira or not. So listen carefully. So how does Rabbi Yaakov get to chatzin nezek? We're talking about a mu'e. So what's chatzin nezek? So he goes like Rabbi Yudah, here's a people of the he did a shmira, and therefore he's potter on the on the extra 50% that he's a muay. Rav Yaakov, Savla, Kavira, Dametzah, Thomas, Mkom, and In other words, you become a muay and you pay the full amount, half you're paying as a tom, half you're paying as a muay. The half, half you're paying... Knas, half, is, uh, half is right, half is knas. So the half that you're paying as a knas, number one, comes out of the goof of the animal, and number two, does not get a dispensation for a shmira. He pays anyway. Savla, Kavira, Dametzah, Thomas, Mkom, Medes, you did enough muay. You're not going to pay the full amount. Why? The extra 50%, the second 50%. Why? Because he did a shmira. Okay, he holds that you do. Rabbi Yaakov holds like the Rabbanan, who said before that you do pay for the time out of the good family, even as Chesh Atikad. If he's Modi, he wouldn't pay anything. If he's Modi, he wouldn't pay anything, right? Because the, oh, no, if he's Moda, because Moda with Kanasa's Potter. Yeah, yeah, he wouldn't pay anything. No, the, the, the half of the Mu'ayd he doesn't pay because it was a Shmira there. He guarded it. Shmira. The second half he wouldn't have paid because it was Shmira. And if it would be Moda, he would be the whole thing. We're not talking about he was Moda. We're talking about where the plaintiff brought him to court and abandoned it. He said, I'm a Cherishat of Cotton. You have to pay half. Why? The animal was a Mu'ayd. He had an Apatrupus and, and he was warned three times. And he's a Mu'ayd. But what? But he did a Shmira. He watched it. He watches. He doesn't have to pay the extra 50%, but he has to pay the first 50% as a time. Interesting, right? That's how you get the 50%, which is a very, it's a little bit convoluted, but it, 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 it's logic. You know, it's logic at the end of the day. Meaning, why does Rabbi Yaakov say that you pay half? Yeah, number one, several things. Number one, he holds that what? That a muet, if you had a shmir at all, that's good enough. That's what Rabbi says. Another thing that Rabbi says is a what? That the Tzad Thomas, you still pay for the Tom. So he's paying for the Tzad Tom. And he also holds like Rabban who say that Mabid Napatrupus that a Khavishat Vakan's Tom does pay half. 
Not like our Mishnah. Our Mishnah says it's a chayushat v'katan because the tam doesn't pay anything. So what are you saying? That he holds like a beauty in all these aspects? He holds like a beauty what that shmira uh, is good enough, right? That shmira is good enough. And he holds like the tzadam that when you pay a mu'ay, when you pay a mu'ay, it's not 100% out of all the assets of the owner. It's 50% as a tam, 50% as a mu'ay. We learn, we have another price, a second price. Sounds like a machlokas, right? What does it say? Where's that noise coming from? Huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, just give me. Okay, let's see. Uh, okay, let's see. Okay, we muted it. Oh, let's see what happens now. Okay, good. Uh, let's see. Um, maybe South Africa. <laughs> you know. <laughs> um, but uh, so so wait wait wait. So he said he goes like a beauty in all these aspects, right? We have says you're no, you only chayiv a half. Sounds like it's a machlokas, right? You have you have Rabbi and you have Rabbi Yaakov. Uses your chayiv, Rabbi Yaakov says you only have to pay half. So we're going to see two answers to this. One is Amarav Barula, and others are by saying the it's a machlokas. You have a price here which says Rabbi Yehuda, and then it says Rabbi Yaakov. So Amarav Barula, Mashim Chayiv Rabbi Yehuda, Pirish Rabbi Yaakov. He says he says a very simple answer. He says, you know what? Rabbi Yaakov says you're chayiv, and then Rabbi Yaakov, I'm, I'm sorry, Rabbi Yehuda says you're chayiv, right? Says, says, How much are you chayiv? simply explaining Rabbi Yehuda. So according to the first answer, we say, Rabbi said, what did Rabbi say? Rabbi says, Rabbi Yaakov goes like Rabbi Yehuda, then we're talking about a muayt, and uh, there was shmira, so you don't have to pay the extra 50%, you pay the first 50%, and you do pay uh, uh, even that of a chayvashat v'kot, you pay, not like our Mishnah. Okay, so, so I seems a machlokas, that's what Abai said, so machlokas, Says so the answer is the Amarava Barula, Masha Machai Rabbiuda, Pirish Rabbiakov. We simply explain it. Rabbiakov simply explain it. There's no Machlokas. Well, if I don't complete my clique, now Abai says there is a Machlokas here. There is a Machlokas. And we said, remember, what um, Rabba said, there's no Machlokas. Rabbiakov is going like Rabbiuda. And we're speaking about a Muay. And he holds that what? Just like Rabbi, just like Rabbiuda holds that what? That a, shmir, a, a, a lousy Shmir is good enough. Uh, and uh, and therefore there's no muet over here, and the tzad Thomas stays where it is, and he pays uh, because he goes like, like our Mishnah, he holds like Rabbanan, that you do pay the, for the uh, Tom for a chayv of a cotton out of the goof of the animal. Listen to this. But he also says it's speaking about a muet, but for low natural cloud, it wasn't guarded at all. It wasn't guarded at all. Rabbi Yaakov, only in one aspect, not the other one. Okay, you still pay for you at You pay for In other words, Rabbi Yaakov clearly says you pay half, right? He says it in both prices. But he says over here, Abaya says, Rabbi Yaakov says you pay half, but you know which half? You don't pay the half, the muayd half, the extra 50%. He goes like Rabbi Yudha. Not like not like Rabbi said you pay the Tom. No, he goes to Rabbi says what? Rabbi says that you pay that Sat Thomas stays where it is. And he, according to this, Rabbi Yaakov says no. Rabbi Yaakov was like our Mishnah, a Tom of a Cheshet doesn't pay at all. Again, the Rabbi Yudah suffered Sat Thomas no Medes. He holds like a yeah. We'll probably be chad. The Rabbi Yudah suffered. Maybe not be trupes. The Tom 
Ligvos Megufo. And therefore, listen to this, explains Rashi. According to Rabbi Yehuda, who says you pay the whole amount, you know what you pay the whole amount? Half from the Tom, half from the Mu'e, right? You pay half from the Tom and you could collect out of the goof of the animal. Again, out of the goof of the animal. The Nafkameen, of course, would be if you hold that, let's say the animal wasn't worth much. Let's say the animal that did the damage was only worth $5, right? And you have to pay uh, $200 damage. So the extra, the second $100 you pay out of your assets. The first $100, all you can take is the $5 out of the animal. That's all you can take, right? So you pay the half of the moy. So according to both these answers, Rabbi Yaakov says clearly you pay chatzinezik, but according to Rava, the chatzinezik is up the top. And there is no moy. Why? Because it was a shmira. According to the way Abai is learning in Rabbi Yaakov, no, it's speaking of there was no shmira. And therefore the moy should pay. Right? Moy should pay, except the mu'ay, when the mu'ay pays, it's only the second half because the first half still is a tam. And a tam is potter on cheir shat v'katan. The tam doesn't have to pay that half. That's what the Yaakov say. Amalei rabala, amalei racha barabaye, l'ravina, vishal malabaye, damar pligi. Abaye says that they argue, understand why you have to say, say this. this makes sense. And Rashi explains, look at the last Rashi, or uh, Rashi about five lines before the end of the page. I understand what the first price is text of Mu'ay, the Batamlak, you can't say speaking about Tamlak Mokva, because Kortini holds that a Tam doesn't pay at all if it's a Khaishat of a cotton. It's like our Mishnah. You see in the second price of right the right And as according to according to Abaye, um Rabbi Yaakov holds that you don't pay for uh, that a Khaishat of Cotton's Tom doesn't pay at all. So you can't say that the first price uh, that says you pay chazinezik is speaking about a, of a tam. So therefore, therefore, the first price is speaking about a mu'e, right? And the, and he wasn't guarded at all. And you pay the chazinezik of the mu'e, according to way of violence, that the that chazinezik that he pays is the second half of the mu'e. Ella l'rava, the omer lo pligi, but a kongrom says a machlokas, and he says what? That you pay the, that you pay the chazinezik out of the tam, because he holds not like a mishnah, it's like the chachamim. So why did you have to say the first mission is speaking about a mu'e? The second, right? Why do you say you talk about a mu'ay? Talk and say, say speaking about a tam. Ela Rabbi Yehuda, the Avalei Shmir Pachusa, that there was a Shmir Pachusa because Rabbi Yehuda holds that a Shmir Pachusa, Kolmi Rabbi Yehuda Sfir Leirash, says, come on, Tam lo sagab a Shmir Pachusa, going to Avalei Shmir Pachusa, and you need a better Shmira. Say he's speaking about a tam. He pays 50% because he holds, again, according to Rava, he holds, not like our mission, he holds that a tam of a Cheshat Gatan pays. And why does he pay Chasineza? Because he's a tam. And there was a shmir pchusa below Abelay shmir mu. He didn't get a good shmir. According to him, you need a good shmir to potter up a, a tom from paying. And here he didn't have a good shmir. Either Rosam Yaakov, Rosam Yaakov, is the law of the shmir plow. The tiny Rabbi Rosam Yaakov, Amr Echadam Echadmuet, Shishaman shmir pchusa abturin. He holds any shmir is good for either one tom or mu. So why would you have to pay chatzinezek? The answer is, is that you didn't do any shmir at all. As you have to pay chatzinezek. Welcome Ashmolon Rabbi Yaakov. And Rav Yaakov teach me the Mavidlam Trupas Latam Ligos Migufa. The Machlokas we had on Amidbezi between Sumchas and the Chachamim. Okay, so Rav Yaakov holds like the Chachamim that you do pay. Uh, maybe teach me that according to Rava that he holds you do pay that way. Why not speak about a Tam? Amalei Hachikamar. How did this fatality? This teaches me both things. It's better to say he's speaking about a Mui because it teaches me both things. It teaches me number one that a Tam does that a Tam does pay out of the Guf of the animal. And it also teaches me that he owes that Tzad Tam was be, be, uh, the Tzad Tam of Mkomo Medes. He still tastes as a Tam. That means to say that by saying that the first case is a Mu'e, he's teaching me that number one, and what do you pay? You pay because of the Tzad Tamas, because there was a Shmira there, and therefore you don't have to pay for the second half, for the Mu'e half, 
but you do have to pay for the time you have. So it's teaching me number one that apitrupas pay that you that a uh, even though it's an apitrupas, the tzad tam does pay out of the go for the animal. And number two that that um, that when you have a mule, the first half is still paid as the tam tzad tam it's In other words, it's better to teach me that he's a mule rather than teaches a tam because it teaches me both aspects that he holds like Rabbi Yehuda that you do pay uh, even though you're a tam and that even if he's a mule. The first half is still pays as a tam. Okay, so he said, Amalei Hafik Amar, Chadid Dispei Tarti Tama. Ravina Amar, now back to the original question, we said, uh, I understand, we said, according to Abaya, uh, we said, uh, Mishlam, according to Rabbah, there's no machlokas, but according to Abaya, that they argue, Rabbah argues with, with Rabbi Yaakov, what's the machlokas? So we said, the machlokas really is, is do you pay or not? Does a tzad tam of a chevishat pay or not? He says, no, it's just Mishan Ikibinayu. If he, if, if, he, if he changes ownership, meaning the owner comes back or he gets uh, it becomes normal again or the child grew up, does that make a difference? Does that change the status of the animal back from a mu'e to a tam? He was a mu'e in a spaka, and the chayush became normal, shot the embassy became normal, and the cotton became bar mitzvah. What's Rabiuda? Rabiuda is really going like he holds like Rabbi Yossi and our Mishnah. This is really Rabbi Yudah, but Rabbi Yudah, the Machlok, Rabbi Yudah and Yaakov. Rabbi Yudah, Sabra, Rabbi Yudah, Sabra, Yaakov, Sabra, Rishos, Mishana. In other words, when we say there's a Machlok, the Bryce says, Shoshim, Shkotten, Rabbi Yudah, Machayev, Rabbi Yaakov, or Machatzi, Nezek. So the question is, is does he, does he, Machayev, full Nezek, because he stays in his status, even though the owner came back or became normal again? He doesn't, you don't go back. Rabbi Yaakov, Sabra, Rishos, Mishana, becomes a Tom again, he only pays Chatzi, Nezek. That will be the Machlok, because you don't have to go through this whole explanation over here. That's Machlok, Rabbi Yaakov, and Rabbi at the end of the day, Rabbi Yossi and, and our Mishnah, and according to this part, Rabbi Yossi, Rabbi, Rabbi Yudah holds like him too, Rabbi Yossi, so what the Ramam says, Rabbi Yossi, we do pass like Rabbi Yossi, usually Rabbi Yossi argues for mayor review, we pass like Rabbi Yossi, but in this sense, maybe over, only over here, because because the Apotropos is uh, is guarding it for the child, for, or for the imbecile or whatever, so when the imbecile becomes normal, the child becomes a gadol, or the owner comes back, it's really the same ownership, so Rabbi Yossi, if he's a muay, he's still a muay. But it could be that if you sold the animal to a yankel to somebody else, then he would become a tam. So says the Rambam, then he would become a tam again. You revert. So if you have an animal who's a muwait, he's a gorin, and you sold the animal to somebody else, he could become a tam again, according to that. All right, we'll pick him here tomorrow, Mr. Shem. Chak Samer. It makes sense if the 